0: This is the Patriot Radio News Hour brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group. For all your gold and silver buying needs, call them at 1 800 951 0592 or log on to allamericangold.com. Broadcast for Tuesday, June the 28th, 2016. Good morning and welcome at the Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and welcome to all of you. Thank you so much for tuning in every single day and doing business with us, which allows us to keep doing this over 20 years. Wow, amazing to think about that. It just doesn't happen in America anymore like that. Over 20 years we've been doing this show. Uh, our toll-free number. For 20-plus years, 800-951-0592, the website. Now, that hasn't been around for 20 years, but it's been around a long, long, long time. Probably at least 15 or 16 years, maybe a little longer, at allamericangold.com. You can obviously get all the news you can possibly imagine, listen to all the videos that are out there. Uh, We update that thing Monday through Friday to keep you all educated and informed. You can also order online. Uh, You can just do whatever you need to do out there at allamericangold.com. Yesterday we ran a great special with the half-dollar rolls, and we just sold a ton of them. Uh, We had... Over a couple hundred rolls, I've got thirty left. Thirty left at one hundred and sixty dollars. Silver is actually up ten cents today uh, at seventeen eighty-five. But if you're looking to get some silver, you want to get in on some rolls of silver half dollars. I got about thirty rolls of that left uh, at one sixty. And today there was a, I guess, a pullback, not a big one, but hey, anything's better than been paying more for gold gold's down six uh it's been down maybe about 12 at the low but it's been down it was about six dollars all morning as at least for today uh the stock market are having some Dow's uh, up 150 right now uh not a lot when you think about how much it's been down but the the pound is at least not losing ground this morning. Uh, if you're looking to take advantage of you know the pullback that we have, uh, even though it's only six dollars, I have a uh, U.S. twenty dollar gold pieces, and I'm going to really going to make it worth your while. Uh, fourteen hundred and fifty dollars if you buy ten or more, I'll take them to fourteen forty at 800 A lot of things to talk about. We had a whole slew of economic data come out today. We're going to get through all of that. Larry Summers, if you guys remember his name, Lawrence, he and Janet Yellen were neck and neck as to who was going to be replacing Ben Bernanke at the Federal Reserve He came out on TV this morning issuing a warning. You know, remember, we talked about Alan Greenspan and his warning the other day. Of course, Alan Greenspan ran the Federal Reserve uh, up until Ben Bernanke came on board. And he actually gave an interview with Bloomberg, Alan Greenspan did. I was going to have Ramon play it, but then I didn't even send it. It was... Forty-six minutes, and that's just too much, Alan Greenspan for anybody. Uh, but he really went into some great detail. talked about the need to return to the gold standard, essentially saying the experiment that is fiat money is going to end up like all the other experiments of fiat money in utter failure. Uh, we'll talk about what Larry Summers had to say. Uh, we're going to talk also about how big the bank stocks overseas have been hitting. This is really where we need to be paying attention. I don't know if, if, and I didn't realize this, but this morning I had the idiot box on, and Rick Santelli was on, and they were talking about the bond market, talking about how, you know, we, today, I guess, is they're calling it, a, you know, the, a little relief rally, if you will and saying how the bond market's not buying it. You know, the U.S. 10-year note's one foreign change. Uh, The British Guild, the 10-year note in in Britain, is less than 1% still. And then he talked about the German boon. A two-year German boon, the bond, a two-year bond from Germany, now paying negative .65, so 65 basis points six and a half tenths negative and he made an interesting assumption which he said essentially gives the ecb the go ahead to go farther negative negative. and just like i've been warning just like i've been laying out the case i've been telling you all along exactly how this was going to go and this is exactly what we're seeing now you I mean we're, I don't know where it ends. I mean what happens when I mean -1%, -2, -3? And you sit there and you try to start to think about why it is and then when you see the the, the front page of the money and investing section of the Wall Street Journal this morning and it shows all these European banks and how much of their market cap that they've lost in the last year? And it starts to make sense about what I've been warning about, talking about the negative rates and what it does to banks. Pedro Radio News Hour will be back after the break. Pedro Radio News Hour, the double solo one more day. Homer returns today from his. 30-year high school reunion. Uh, and I guess, you know, some people are into that. And and I know Homer is, uh, well, obviously he's there 30 years later. I don't know. Uh, well, that's getting up there. That's a lot. A lot of years. You want know, Wendy at her 40th? I mean, so, anyway, he'll be back. I can't wait to hear the stories about the... Uh, the bustling Rupert Idaho and and their high school reunion. I'm actually going to pick him up from the airport. I nothing worse than that. Really, it's it's gotten ridiculous at these airports anymore. You know, you go to pick people up and you got the all the lanes are blocked and you got all the security there and and heaven forbid if you, you're you're parked there for more than five seconds they start blowing their whistles at you and all that other stuff but uh anyway he'll be back uh today he'll be on the air with us tomorrow but before i forget so we got fourth of july coming up we also have the end of the quarter so the, it's the end of the second quarter for all of you in our metals program so let me uh spend a few minutes and, and let you know how this is going to work because of the holiday. So. The end of the quarter happens here at the end of this week, and then we go into the weekend. Monday, we are closed. So if you're looking to do business uh, with us before the 4th of July holiday, uh, you have now through about noon on Friday, because we'll close early on Friday uh, and and get ready to celebrate uh, our Independence Day, our our country's birthday, uh, here on Monday. Our goal is to have everybody that's in our metals plan shipped before uh, the the next Friday, the Friday after 4th of July, which Wendy said was the 8th. Is that right, Wendy? Am I by the 8th? So everything that for everybody that's in the metals plan, uh, we want everyone to be shipped by the 8th. We will not ship on the 1st. And obviously Monday being the holiday, uh, shipping will start on the 5th. We'll probably ship the 5th, the 6th, and the 7th uh, if we have some stragglers. But every our goal is to have everybody out by July the 8th, and we ships. And we have so many customers who have never received a shipment before that are in the metals plant. Uh, and for those of you that never have received it, it comes registered, insured, U.S. mail. So the the postman is just not going to leave it in your mailbox or leave it on your front door. Uh, you do have to sign for those packages. If you're not at home, if, you know, a lot of you, hey, listen, I'm at work. You know, I work, and, and so I'm not there when the postman delivers. They'll leave you, or they're, well, they're supposed to leave you a slip in your mailbox, and then you send that ship or uh, that slip. You take that slip to the post office, and you pick up your product there. So if you are not home when the postman delivers, no worries. They'll leave a slip in your mailbox. You take that slip down to the post office along with your ID and you pick up your shipment there. So just so you know, when we ship registered, insured U.S. mail, we tell everyone three to five business days. I don't know what the post office does, but, I mean, that's just how registered, insured U.S. mail works. Sometimes it comes real quick. Sometimes you're waiting, you know, five days. So if you haven't received your product, by the let's say the 15th of july call us call us and say hey what happened more than likely that slip that they were supposed to leave either got lost or didn't get in there what have you and it's there and it's waiting for you at the post office uh but either way we'll be able to uh find it and and make sure that you get what you're looking for so uh, just a quick little reminder. I didn't realize as we started to get ready for the metal span how many people signed up that have never ordered before. And so the last few days people have been calling. So that's how that works. Uh, Wendy just handed me a slip. Uh, Cody just uh, uh, called us and let us know that the mothership Colorado KHNC they're going to be closed on on Friday and Monday. And then Phoenix will be closed on Monday. Obviously, uh, we're closed Monday as well. Uh, so in Colorado, you will get a repeat on Friday and Monday. Uh, Phoenix, you'll have a live show on Friday, and it will repeat on Monday. Wow, that sounded like a lot. So that being said, uh, let's get back to the news of the day. And we were talking about right before the break the pressure that's on these financial institutions. I mean, because let's face it, they they have decided, I say they these central bankers have decided to go with a plan that is destined to fail. And it's really wreaking havoc in all the banks. Let me Unicredit, which is Italy's largest bank. Down seventy percent. In the last 52 weeks, and they're talking about even lower rates. Barclays down 60. Royal Bank of Scotland 59 percent. Deutsche Bank 55 percent. These are all how much market cap they've lost. Credit Suisse 53 uh, percent. Societe Generale down 40 percent. By the way, they, I don't know if you saw their gold call now. 1,500 to 1,550 uh, before the end of this year, UBS down 40 percent, BNP Paribas down, oh, well, let's call it 35 percent. These are all the major banks, at least, well, the majority of the major banks inside the European Union, and you just see the effects that this has. And then you start to understand why it is that all of these guys are coming out and warning everybody to get ready. Why Alan Greenspan came out and said, listen, this is the worst I've ever seen it. In all of my years of being a public servant, it's never been this bad. And you look at the Dow at 17,000, and, and you're like, wow, why isn't the Dow showing that it isn't this or that it's this bad they're gonna get there they're gonna get there i'm gonna get to that in a minute but first larry summers uh he was out on tv today saying that the british vote to leave the european union the worst political misstep in europe since world war II. <laughs> yeah that was that was probably not a great thing uh, of course, Larry uh, Larry Summers. He was the Treasury Secretary under Bill Clinton. He says that the U.S. the EU won't crumble, but it becomes a much less sound experiment. And again, another every once in a while you get truth experiment, right? Same thing you hear. Uh, with the when we talk about the the central bank here in the United States uh, scheme, right? All of these things, experiment and and really trying to like I I always say I liken these central bankers to the old alchemists, you know, during the dark ages when they tried to find a way to synthetically make gold. This is exactly what the central bankers have been trying to do, and every time they try, it fails. They said the fallout from Thursday's referendum could send Britain into a recession, saying that at least a 50-50 chance, and it says that the world's central banks have a little firepower To throw at a potential global economic unrest. He says that the Obama administration calling on the current environment the moment of least capacity. Says the European Central Bank in stimulus mode. And it says that the U.S. Federal Reserve, with only one interest rate hike since 2006 says there's not much room to ease monetary policy further if necessary. And this is the dilemma that everybody's in. Because here's here's the, the choices. Do nothing and watch it slowly collapse upon itself as the whole world goes into recession and depression. And you see all the, the stock markets go into free fall if the central banks don't prop them up or go continue down this path of idiocracy of negative rates and and eventually leading to what I said because this is what I believe I don't believe that they have the testicular fortitude to do nothing but they don't want to admit failure matter of fact Mario Draghi was out talking this morning Mario Draghi is the Janet Yellen of the European Union calling for and this is probably why there's really not been a big correction in gold today because he was calling for the world central bankers to unite and come together to create more monetary stimulus To prevent what they know is coming. And I believe that's exactly what they're going to do. I believe you're going to see the Japanese central bank go further negative, and and I believe it, and I missed it, I did not realize just how negative these German bonds went. But now I believe that the ECB is going to do the exact same thing, and we're just going to be caught up in this cycle. I I personally believe within the next 90 days, you're going to hear people start talking about not only are we not going to raise rates again here in the U.S., but they're going to start talking about do we need to start going back? Do we need to go back? Do we need to go back to zero? Do we need to start talking about negative rates here in America? Do we need to start talking about QE4? And then you start thinking about other comments that have been made. Remember before the Brexit vote, we had a meeting, our central bank, Janet Yellen. And they didn't raise rates, which no one expected them to do. They said, hey, by the way, yeah, we're not, that's going to be a while, right? Which everyone expected to do. One of the things she did say that people weren't expecting. And she called the stock market the most overvalued she's seen it in 30 years. And of course, I I repeated what she had said, but today we got some, some color into why she said it. According to the accounting picture of Wall Street, US companies that rely solely on standard accounting to report their financial results are in the minority and their numbers are shrinking fast that's the headline of the S&P 500 okay the 500 companies that make up the S&P only 29 now use standard accounting principles. We're going to talk more about that and just how overvalued is it when we return. Welcome yes, back. Yes, Our toll-free number, 800 9510592 This is the final call on rolls of half-dollars. Ran them yesterday at a hundred and sixty dollars a roll. Uh, we're going to sell the remainder of what is left today. Uh, silver's up another ten cents. Uh, still one sixty a roll. Got about twenty three rolls now left at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Got a great special twenty dollar gold pieces today. If you're looking to get into the gold market, one through nine. At fourteen fifty, saving you like thirty dollars a coin, ten or more. Fourteen forty, so you can really save some money there. At eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two, and just how overvalued is Wall Street? Right. It's funny when the central, the head banker, comes out and tells Congress. By the way, Wall Street is the most overvalued I've seen it in three decades. And then they pretend that she didn't say it. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal, back in, and I guess I'll just use the numbers that they have, in 1996, You used to have about one-to-one. For every one company that used felonious numbers, another company used the generally accepted accounting principles. According to the Wall Street Journal, for 2015-2016... Of the 500 companies that make up the S&P, 482 of them, (laughs) well, and according to my math, it's really, it says 482, but looks like it's really 471 of them, use fake numbers. And I'm just going to read you the article. Just 5% of the S&P 500 closed their books for fiscal year 2015 using generally accepted accounting principles. That's a sharp decline from the 25% in 06, and of course, go back to 96, and you had over half of them doing that way. The purists are dwindling as companies struggle to increase their earnings in wake of the 08 financial crisis. Of course, that paragraph really doesn't make sense because if you go back to 96 and you see what's happening, this has been going on now for 20 years. They've been engineering the numbers. And see, this is the last phase, right? This is the last step when you enter in to complete idiocracy. It's just like I've been saying now for the last couple of months, what these central bankers are doing makes no sense. There's no possible good outcome from negative rates. There's no good outcome from central banks that are the only buyers of debt in the world. Then on top of that, Right. You have the other debt market, the stock markets of the world and these companies, and they're all just using fakes and fake numbers. Well, if you don't count this, you don't count that and, well, you know, there was a currency move and, you know, that's not my fault. When you do business in other countries, that's part of the territory. Says the adjusted or customized, I like how they use that word. The adjusted or customized figures many financial chiefs use to supplement their company's standard financial reports inflate income by an average of 44%. <laughs> That's, you know, think about the housing crisis. Right? What did they say the problem was? The liar loan. Right? We'll just, don't worry, I'll just fill in the blank about what you need to make sure you can qualify for this house. They won't check. And now we find out Wall Street's doing the same thing. They're inflating their income, and it's not a little bit, right? I mean, I could, okay, you know, 5%, maybe 10%, 44%. That's just at the profitable companies, the ones that actually don't make any money, or even worse. According to the new research, uh, the adjusted the adjustments can exclude ready for this such factors as currency swings. So I guess none of these companies will have to worry about getting hit by the pound. They'll just adjust that out. Non cash charges restructuring charges. Oh, and one of my favorites, one-time charges. Yes, we're closing all our stores. We're gonna be taking a one-time charge. They can help mask the impact of a a tepid global economic growth, which has left many businesses unable to raise prices and hindered sales of growth. In many cases, These companies, these 471 companies that make up the S&P 500, have exhausted cost-cutting options. As the economy slows, or growth companies are incentivized to provide more or less customized metrics. If everything is rosy, And GAAP looks great. There is no need to include the non-GAAP numbers. U.S. companies are allowed to report the non-GAAP metrics as long as they just say that the numbers are adjusted. (laughs) Right? of course, you turn on the idiot box. That's what they give you. They said that this, this is starting to draw concerns and I wonder what they really are concerned about, what are, what are they, I wonder what they've said, the regulators here in the United States have said. I mean, now we, we've uh, essentially, we have told them, hey, say whatever you want, adjust it however you want. And then the part about this article is there, there are no rules. There are no rules. It's not like, well, you can only adjust it like this or that, or here's, the, there is none. And this is where they're telling you to make sure you have all your retirement money? Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back, Patriot Radio News Hour, eight <laughs> hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The Wall Street Journal. Providing the color for Janet Yellen's testimony in front of Congress about just how overvalued Wall Street really is. And you just find out how widespread the problem really is now. Inflating profitable companies, inflating by 44% their income by 44% by using generally not accepted accounting principles. Uh, but yet, this is where you're supposed to have your money. Right? This is where you're supposed to put it in. How about this? How bad is it for Illinois? Chicago Public Schools announced that they will make a 676 million-dollar payment to the Chicago Teachers' Pension Fund due on Thursday, even though the payment will leave the school system nearly completely bankrupt. They'll have just $24 million in the bank. By the way, Chicago Public Schools says that they've been making their payments. In the last two years, the city of Chicago has made more pay- pension payments to the Chicago Teachers Pension Fund than the preceding 15 years. See, this is what happened. They didn't make any payments for 15 years, and now they can't put enough in there. They said that uh, the problem with the only having $24 million in the bank, that's only a day and a half of wages. For the teachers in Chicago, uh, they haven't said how they're going to resolve the issue. But they said because it's summertime, they believe instead of a day and a half, they can possibly go another three or four days before they have to tell everybody don't come to work. Of course, that still leaves them to have to pay the electric bills and all that stuff at these schools. You just can't let them, you know, water, stuff like that. And you think about how is all of this going to end? You know, and you you look at whether it's the public school system in Chicago, whether it's Puerto Rico, whether it's Atlantic City, New Jersey, their entire state of New Jersey's pension funds are are broke and decimated and the list just goes on and on and on and you start thinking about all of the negative rates that are out there and all the pressure that is being put on the banking system and then you start to realize you start to realize that for decades now We've been living in a true bubble, orchestrated by the central planners, by the central bankers. This was the plan. And now all the bills are coming due. You know, we talked yesterday at 70 and a half. All you retirees got to start taking forced distributions. Hopefully that's already happened, because based on what the Wall Street Journal says, Wall Street isn't the place for you. Who's going to buy it? Matter, right on cue, Goldman Sachs has also issued a warning to its clients. Of course, you know, most of us can't afford to be a client of Goldman Sachs. But saying that, well, essentially the same thing. Get ready for the next leg down when it comes to volume on Wall Street. You know, you think about just since the financial crisis hit, we've seen almost a 50% reduction in volume. And really, if you think about it, you get rid of the computers, right, the many fake trades that really, you know, they, they try to make money on, on a tenth of a cent move and all that stuff. You really, If you really get out of that stuff, nobody's in it. Most of the money is 401K and pension money. They can't move very quickly. And then you start thinking about, hey, just a minute. Take, take your 401K. What if you took your number and somebody came out and told you that's 44% overvalued? If someone told you that, hey, your house is 44% overvalued, I'd hope you'd be smart enough to sell it right? before it comes back down, right? before, And listen, eventually, things get back to where they're supposed to be and all is they've done all of these central bankers have done is stop price discovery. We don't really know what the value of anything is. They've allowed, who do you think allows all the lying? The cheating and the stealing? You're telling me 95% of all the companies in the S&P 500 don't use generally accepted accounting numbers? So they can sit there and tell you that the Dow is 17,000? And as the sell-off starts, you're going to see a stampede. That's just what's going to happen. I mean, I wish there was something different, but, I mean, this is, you know, we, we've seen these things play out before. Right? And we've gone through three decades of, Janet, to use Janet Yellen's term, three decades of bubble. Forty-four percent sounds about right to me. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Good news for all the kiddies in Chicago, unless they come up with. I, I mean, if twenty-four million only last you a day and a half. I mean, how many how many school days are there? And they're like over two hundred days or something like that you spend in school someone's got to... a <laughs> someone's gonna have to pony up a whole heck of a lot of money think about that though think about what just one pension payment was six hundred and seventy six million dollars you know and you think about uh that would be about 42 days of school for the city of Chicago, based on the $24 million gives you a day and a half, that they had to make to their pensions, to people that no longer even work for the public school system. And you start to understand just how broken the whole thing is and just how dire the situation really is. And you start to get the, you start to understand why it is things got so crazy. All is England did all the UK did is that you know what? Hey, we want to make our own choices. It's not like they called the ships in the middle of the day, oh, turn around. Don't go to, don't go to the UK. We're not doing business with them. None of that happened. But here's what did happen: the UK currency took a tumble. Yet last night, both Fitch and S&P took away the UK's triple-rated credit age, credit rating. They're no longer AAA. In other words, they're starting down the inevitable path towards worthlessness. That used to mean. That the amount of interest they'd have to pay on their debt would rise doesn't mean that anymore now it means that their 10-year note their 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 bond payments are going negative or towards negative. like I said their 10-year note less than one percent because they already know what's going to happen Central banks are going to cut rates, they're going to announce quantitative easing, they're going to announce stimulus, they'll go negative, they'll do whatever they have to do. And you see how well it's worked, there is no growth. All right, guys, what happened? You know, I don't know if you saw GDP, first quarter GDP, the revised, 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 we we put all the salt, the pepper, the paprika, we got all the seasonings in there still only came in at 1.1. That was the GDP growth allegedly in the first quarter. So we had 1.4 in the fourth quarter, 1.1 in the first quarter. What happened? By the way, the consumer part of that number, the worst in over two years. And if you took out Obamacare, this is how much it's crippled the whole country, you lose 60% of that number. It's time to prepare, put some gold away, put some silver away, rolls a half dollars at 160, $20 gold pieces, one through nine, 14.50, 10 or more, 14.40. We'll talk to everybody on a hump day tomorrow. Take care.